Hi, welcome to our study again today, and uh, let's have a word of prayer. Father, we ask your blessing on us, and again, your guidance as we open your word and uh, use it and apply it to our lives. In Christ's name, amen. This is one of my favorite uh, sections of this first chapter of Ephesians, and so I invite you to join me today if you have your, if you have your Bibles, and if you would turn and to Ephesians 1, and our verses today are 13 and 14. And verse 13 says, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit. Now we saw last in our last lesson, I suggested to you that the, the we in verse 12, uh, we saw in order that we who were the first to hope in Christ, I believe is the, the apostles and the, those worth him in the ministry as they planted and established his churches. And then he connects with them and says, now you. And I think he's talking to everybody. He's talking to all those who are in Christ. And I want you to notice this phrase and we just want to make sure we pay attention. It's going to show up many times in the Apostle Paul's writings in different forms in Christ. And just a reminder, this has to do with our position in Christ, the fact that we are identified with Jesus Christ. And you will see this uh, throughout uh, Paul's epistles. You, who are the believers, Jew and Gentile, we're going to see in chapter 2 how important this thought is of Jew and Gentile making up the one new humanity, the new people of God, the church, the body of Christ. And you were included in Christ in this one body, this one church. And you heard this word of truth the gospel of our salvation. And I just want to stop here and remind you that uh, we have the truth. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The gospel message is the only truth. He also said that he was the only way to the Father. And so uh, we want to make sure we always keep this in front of our ministry as we share God's word, that this is the truth. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the ultimate and only truth, the true way to salvation. And so we see in this passage a very important description of the work of the Holy Spirit and salvation. You also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal. And I also want to, I also want to suggest to you that uh, some of the translations, the way it comes out, might it might come across, you heard, you believed, and then you were sealed. And because of that, some then connected with something later, like a water baptism, a laying on of hands, filling of the Holy Spirit, that that's when you receive and are sealed by the Holy Spirit. But I think the language here, the original language in the Greek, makes it very clear that this takes place at the time of salvation. It's contemporaneous, if you will with salvation the holy spirit there are many ministries of the holy spirit the holy spirit enlightens the holy spirit powers the holy spirit indwells uh, the holy spirit convicts of sin the holy spirit indwells us and seals us and i think the language here makes it really clear that what he's saying here is when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and believe you were sealed at that point with the holy spirit as god's seal uh, of your salvation. And I just want to make sure we understand that, that this is not something that takes place later at any other event or time. It takes place contemporaneous with this. So this is not a later baptism or filling of the Holy Spirit, but it's something that takes place instantaneous 
when you are placed into Christ by the baptism of the Holy Spirit at that point, you are placed into Jesus Christ and you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. What is a seal? And we can relate to this because we use these in our world, our church. Uh, we have an official church seal. We can use the stamp of document if we need to. That is the Berean Bible Church uh, official seal. I have friends who are who, who, who can uh, have their their seals to to mark and to notify or to notarize something or their public notaries, and they can seal them. We have the Good Housekeeping Seal of Approval. We have uh, stamps on meat. We have different seals that we recognize uh, in our in our contemporary culture. Seals can be a mark of authenticity. They can mark something as being authentic. That this really is what it says it is. A seal can also be a mark of ownership, that this belongs to somebody. This belongs to a, maybe an official a government document. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's, it's owned by somebody. It can be a guarantee. You know, we see this in Corinthians, uh, in, in uh, Paul's writings in the earlier epistle, this important principle we see in chapter 2, in verse 21, now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us. There you have the ownership. And put his put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. And then you go over to chapter 5 in this, uh, in this same passage in chapter 5. And we have in verse 5, Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose and has given us the spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Same language we talk about for these, these uh, verses here. A seal. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to see, as we get later on in our study, do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So seal is really all of these things. And I think that the real focus here is guarantee. And we, we're going to be celebrating Easter in uh, a little over a week. And if you think of the story when Jesus was placed in the tomb, and it says they put the they rolled the stone in front and they sealed it, it doesn't mean they glued it or cemented it. It means they affixed the Roman seal to that tomb that meant do not tamper with this. And that's because they had posted a guard because they had gone to the Romans and said they're going to they're gonna steal his body. So make this secure. Make it secure. So how they secure it? They put the Roman government seal. Anybody tampered with that seal was a very serious crime would probably cost their life. And, of course, God broke that seal with his power. But that's the idea. This is a very important concept that the Spirit, the Spirit is also this seal that becomes the deposit of our inheritance. So let's look at verse 14, uh, back, back to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14, where he says, Who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession? And then for the last time in this passage here, we see to the praise of his glory. As we've seen that for three times in this, uh, in this section, this first section, to the praise of God's glory. This Holy Spirit seals us and it becomes a deposit of our inheritance, our salvation. The word deposit is really a loan word from the Semitic languages, uh, Hebrew, which meant to pledge in the Old Testament. If you, if you owed, if you wanted to guarantee a loan, you could give your, your coat, your cloak as a pledge. Now, if you were a poor person, they had to give it back to you at night so you could sleep in it, but then the next day you had to give it back again. And they kept that pledge until you made good on uh, the loan or whatever you owed the person. And so this idea of 
of uh, a pledge in the Greek then becomes more the idea of, an, of what we think of as an installment, an installment loan, an installment or a down payment. Uh, sometimes we use the word earnest money, but really I use the word more of a down payment. The down payment, the installment becomes part of the whole. It's a partial payment of the entire amount. And so you see here that the Apostle Paul says that the Holy Spirit becomes God's seal on us, that also is a guarantee that the Holy Spirit is now the, the payment, and we have a partial payment, we'll talk about that, of what is going to be fulfilled uh, it, it, to come. So this is God's guarantee, and we saw that in the Corinthians passage as well, that the seal is God's guarantee. It's The uh, Holy Spirit is the seal of God's guarantee of what is to come. Our inheritance, you think of the Old Testament concept of the inheritance was the allotment that was given to you, that was assigned to you, the allotment to the tribes, allotment to the families, their possessions. Our salvation is our inheritance that God has assigned to us uh, through the Lord Jesus Christ and the blood of the cross of Calvary. What is this possession? And we see here again at the end of this verse, he says, well, let's read it again. The Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. And it's this, this focus on this word possession here. This focus on the word possession. And so the possession could be our redemption. We saw this in verse 7. When we talked about in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. That could be the possession here is our redemption. But I'd like to suggest to you that I think maybe the focus more is just on God's possession. I mean, look at what it says here. I'll read it again to you. And this, I mean, for the NIV, I think it's a good, a good translation here. Who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. We are God's possession. Yes, we do possess salvation, but God possesses us. God is the one who purchased us. God is the one who bought us with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We talked about that earlier, that when you use that word ransom and, and uh, redemption, God is the one who has purchased us. We are his. We belong to God. And God has given the Holy Spirit as a down payment, if you will, as the first installment of what belongs to him that he is going to, he is going to receive because we belong to him. You know, in the Old Testament, we have the same concept uh, in, in Deuteronomy chapter four, and in verse twenty, when he speak, when he when he would speak of the of the children of Israel, and in chapter four and verse twenty, but as for you, the Lord took you and brought you out of the iron smelting furnace out of Egypt to be the people of His inheritance, as you now are. They were we we say they were, we talk about Israel's being God's people, right? We say they're God's people in the Old Testament. We are God's people. We are the new people of God, the new humanity, the church, the body of Christ. We are not, as we'll see as we go into chapter 2, we are not the new spiritualized Israel. We are this brand new entity, but we are God's people. We are God's possession, and you are God's possession, and I am God's possession. I like the way one of the commentators I use, uh, Lincoln, in the Word Commentary series, said this. The Holy Spirit is the seal vouching for God's redemption of his possession. Isn't that a great thought? And I think the Greek language, I think, really supports this idea that, that, that we, we see the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of our inheritance, 
and also is the, is the installment that's going to guarantee that what belongs to God, he is going to get. You have possessions that are important to you, your family, right? Your loved ones. And you know how to take care of that. You have other possessions that are really valuable and important to you. It may not be even monetarily. It might just be sentimental, whatever. You take care of those possessions. And God is going to take care of what belongs to him. And the Holy Spirit has been given us at the very point of salvation as the first installment guaranteeing what is to come. You know, sometimes in the in the various theology studies you come across this phrase, already, not yet. And the idea from that is has to do with kind of the two aspects of of our experience of salvation. Uh, one of the air commentators I've been using, I really enjoy, and I've had for some time, is uh, Honer. And uh, I like the way he puts this here, talking about our redemption. He says, here the redemption concerns God possessions, possession. So here are the two redemptions, or more accurately, two phases of redemption. The first phase was in the past, which set us free from sin and its obligation. The second phase is future when Christ comes for his saints. This will set us free from the presence of sin, the experience of sin. We are already set free from sin's penalty and power, but not yet from his presence and temptations. In the meantime, we have the initial installment, the ministry of the Holy Spirit as our portion. I thought he put that really well. You see, I believe in what we call the, the doctrine, the Christian truth of eternal security. That, that we are saved, once you are saved, when, when, the Bible, when, when the Paul says, behold, when a person is in Christ, they are a new creation. All things have become new. Uh, we are a new creation for eternity. We don't become an old creation and then a new creation, an old creation, and a new creation. This passage here, I feel, really supports this truth, and we see, we've seen, I've mentioned several passages about this, two in Ephesians, and then in Corinthians, there'd be one in Romans, where the Holy Spirit is given as God's guarantee. The Holy Spirit seals us in the Lord Jesus Christ, and the presence of that seal is a guarantee of possession. What belongs to God, he will get. And uh, we just want to stop and give God thanks for his love and, and humbleness, that our lives would reflect what we truly are. We are we are God's possession and the way we live our lives, the way we treat others, the way we represent Jesus Christ should reflect we are God's possession and is guaranteed that God is going to receive us and we are going to fully experience the freedom from sin in the flesh with our new resurrected bodies to spend eternity with him, celebrating, worshiping, and serving him as his own possession. We praise the Lord for this truth that we are sealed by the Holy Spirit until that day of redemption. Thank you for spending time with us, and we look forward to spending some time again.